I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are coming to you live from the world-famous AfterBuzz TV studios in sunny Los Angeles, California. And if we got a show for you, we've got the runway, we've got the highlight dynamite, and we've also got a special guest star. So before we get started with all the dust-ups and fisticuffs, let me go ahead and introduce everyone. I'm going to start with the star to the far, far left, always controversial, the hot take spitting machine. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Jim Alexander. Wow. That's the best intro I've ever gotten, Jack. This show's about to be spiced up into a new dynamic reality. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to hear it. But first up, next to you, she's the tea sipping, the tea spilling, oh. fashionista. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Jessica O'Connor. Hello, that is me. How <laughs> polite! <laughs> yeah. Wow. And next to me, she is the indie queen herself, checking out all the stars before you know they're going to be your favorite stars, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise for Anissa Bar. That's me. And of Put course. yourself over, guys. Jack's <laughs> doing such a wind-up thing. And you're like, they're ringing out. You're like Justin Roberts times two. And, man. And hailing from inside the booth, he is the commander of the Bing, Bang, and Boom, the three-time grappling champion. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Josh Alonzo. What's going on, AEW Dynamite? <laughs> How you doing, Josh? <laughs> Seems a lot more hyped than the NAR shows. I'm an, I'm, an eight, Damn. I'm an 8 out of 10 so far. In fact, speaking of me, I am your benevolent host, Fancy Jack Farmer. Yeah. And boy, howdy, do we have a show for you. So let's go ahead and just kick things off, guys. Overall thoughts, what'd you think? Good show. Good show. I feel like there's a lot Strong. to unpack here. Yeah, it's, it's you just know? a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? It's a good show. It's a hell of a show. What an yeah. ending there. Cody, Cody's getting destroyed with his back and everything. I mean, he was taking yeah. some shots. So there's another strong AEW show. I think they're really starting to hit into their gear, you know? Yeah. It always yeah. takes a while to start getting a new fan base and start moving. But once you, you kind of get rolling, I feel like they're on a roll right now. They're, they're like blazing through. So I think it's a, it's a good... Good time yeah. to be an AEW fan. I agree. This this when I first heard about this this ten lashes thing, I wasn't really sure how it was going to play out. And when they started it, it seemed like they had a ton of time. And I, I wasn't really confident about it, but I I felt emotional during this. This was, actually felt like it had a lot of gravity to it. How did you guys feel about the the end of the show? Speaking of which, in the in the lashes, the whippings. I thought it was very theatrical. You know, I, there was a lot of drama, a lot of build-up. There was lights, cameras, whatever. And, yeah, I mean, it was definitely... I think it built, lived up to the hype, I guess you could Good say. Good production values. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> the thing was, I liked how everyone was around the ring. You have to have the roster yeah. out there. You know, you had people supporting Cody. Then you had... You know, it was cool to see his wife because I thought she might have turned on him right there. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, but it was it had that 
emotion like you mentioned too because everyone was just there kind of witnessing Cody getting his back destroyed literally like that yeah. looked painful no legitimately like we were watching it like whoa we we're like literally like almost like getting oh, gr- cringy yeah it was a very, very cringy, cringy moment that Wardlow one too is just totally echoed and I, I love what you said, Jim, about how everyone came out. First, the heels all came out, and mm-hmm. they stayed on the on the stage. It just reminded me of, like, this is a really big thing. Like, it's a big deal. It made room. it feel like a big deal, that the yeah. locker room's there. People are to take sides and support um, each side, too. It just felt like that was an event to see, right, for everyone yes. in the locker room, not just for the fans at home. Yes, 100%. And uh, speaking of, you, you did mention Brandy. It's very interesting. She had been a leader of the Nightmare Collective, uh, on Dynamite, for those who watched Dynamite yesterday, the Nightmare Collective sort of imploded, uh, and Awesome Kong and uh, Mel got into a fight. Uh, it looks like Awesome Kong's off TV, but then we see Brandy come out, and she's not her... her... Wait, this is on Dark yesterday? That was on Dark okay. yesterday, but then today... We see Brandy come out, and she's not dressed up as the Brandy we've known. And I thought her coming out, I guess, as Cody's wife did seem... It gave him more gravity. Yeah. I thought it, it really felt like this was a big thing that he was getting through. But, Jim, I'm, I'm with yeah. you. I, I thought that there was a moment where it looked like she was going to slap him in the face. Totally. Like, like, she was setting him. up, and he was there. I didn't know. That would have worked with a heel persona, right? That would have yes. completely set up a whole new angle to this whole thing. But maybe this is a natural way to use her to turn back to face, you know, if that's the direction they're going to go with. I think that I would be fine, you know, because we know yeah. that she's Cody's wife everyone knows that part of it you know it's been publicized since the beginning of the company starting so maybe she's going to be more by cody's side now and kind of like it was in the beginning before when things just started rolling at it which is fine too you know yeah. if that that whole angle gimmicks over then then why not have her as brandy cody Rhodes' wife you know and, and kind of the the figurehead of the company too as we yeah. remember and uh jessica and anisa how do you feel about brandy Seeming to be a, another a likable person again. I've always felt that she was she's likable, so it was mm-hmm. hard for me to boo her when she was the Nightmare Collective. Do you want to see her move to more friendly ways? I think um, she should have kept the Nightmare Collective and stay out of this uh, uh, situation. I wanted to see more of the Nightmare Collective. See how many more like hair she could chop off of other people. But, I mean, it's wrestling. It's all about the hair. You know? It's all about the hair. <laughs> it, it's wrestling. Everything changes every every single time. So, at this point, I don't know, like, what's going to happen. She could turn on Cody at Revolution, or she could turn on him next week. Who knows? So you were a but fan of But should she turn on Cody? That's I, another question, I like too. them together. I like them becoming this, like, dynamic power couple. And we already kind of have, like... You know, Penelope and the bad boy. So that could yeah. be kind of like a cool couple. Super bad. Face not to off. be confused with bad boy. <laughs> Whatever. Very, They're both bad. Everyone's very, bad. They're evil. A Wah. very s- small difference. But there. wouldn't that be kind of cool? A little wow. Brandy Cody, Kip, Penelope. I would watch that. Was it tag team, though? I mean, Brandy has wrestled before. But that you would know? be like cool. Maybe it would be like, you know, 
Cody and, or that. But that would take Cody backwards. No, but Brandy and Penelope, and then maybe they both get involved on the side. Either way, I think that if if we're looking at at someone to be out near the ring with Cody, Brandy, to me, feels like a better fit than Arn Anderson. No question. Personally. Like, again, no disrespect to Arn Anderson. I know there's a lot of history with the Rhodes family and and Arn Anderson, the Four Horsemen, all that stuff. Leave the old guys out. Tully, you know, for for Sean Spears, uh, Arn Anderson for Cody. Like, leave the old guys out. Uh, yeah. It's saying that's with the wrestlers. Like, let them do their thing in the back or, or kind of be figureheads or company kind of producers or right. something like that. But you don't want them escorting because it takes away the value from Cody as a singles guy, for example. Or for Sean Spears, for example, being attached well, to Tully. Cody specifically, too, has such a Hollywood kind yeah. of good-looking... Yeah, no 70-year-old's going to put you over, okay? Like, right. unless you're Ric Flair, maybe. Now, I think, I think again, I think Arn Anderson would be great for someone who's maybe struggling or struggling to True. Notice, low, a low, young but, guy, a young developmental yeah, kind of but, guy, but not Cody's an established just a, a rock star as is. Uh, I do want to add real quick. I like that MJF kicked him in the balls and ran away at the end. I <laughs> yes. thought that was just such a perfect little little touch that MJF is just so good at all these little things to make him so hated. I think he's one of the best heels going in wrestling right now. Um Speak. Well, that's what you need, a yeah. cowardly heel in a sense, because when you look at him size-wise, he's not imposing or intimidating, but he, right. needs to, but he draws great heat, and he draws great heat by irritating the audience, right? And with, with yes. things like that, he runs away, he would do something shady, but these are the classic heels that we've grown to like over the years in wrestling. And I think that every time he does something like that to a baby face, it just puts him more over as a heel. Yeah. Particularly in AEW, where the the bad guys are all people you still kind of like. Right. Like Jericho's very still lovable, even no though question. he's a bad guy. MJF is he's just a jerk. You know, it's just fun to watch him be a jerk, but he's still a jerk. Uh, you know, speaking of things that aren't jerky, is uh, is After Buzz TV <laughs> weird transition? <laughs> really? uh, we Je- try to not well, be jerky Jessica, around here. Jessica, why don't you tell everyone all about? After Buzz TV and how they can help us out. Well, thank you guys so much for not being jerks and tuning in every <laughs> single week. We appreciate it so much. You guys know what to do. Follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube, tweet us on Twitter, do whatever you can to engage with us here. And thank you so much. Likes. Likes know. people. Content. Comments. We want to comment. Algorithms. Pull over when you're driving so you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Yeah, you know, all these things. Participate. In fact, if you are driving while listening, why don't you go ahead to the comment sections and let us know you made it home safe. True. Uh, we do care. <laughs> that, that public message said it itself. D- shout out Dylan Matthews, External Shockwave, Joseph Boza, Zeno Hour, and... One flow bow boys. These sound familiar yeah. names. I don't. I don't know the last one, but the other yeah. ones sound. Familiar. Jim, why didn't you bring signs? Huh? Yeah, flow bow brought signs. signs. And oh, he had a giant one that said Jessica's right. Listen, I, I don't need it. signs. I sell myself was, by being here, that was, right here in this chair. It was very nice of Flobo to yeah. bring a sign for everyone except for me. I was wow. very disappointed. That was my favorite. Well, part. you guys are Flobito, or you know, yeah. heel beat. What? No, Jack Beto. That's what it was. Jack Beto. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, that was a good commercial, but there was also another good commercial that we had during the show. And that was uh, uh, The Dark Order had another commercial that I legitimately thought was a real commercial for a second. Like, yeah, as I was watching in the back, you know, in the the lounge at the top of Popcorn Tower Network... Tower. In the, I don't know where you go no, to these places. I've never been to them. Uh, uh, we, uh, you know, we're watching 
I like literally turned away and said, oh, it's commercial. I turned away for a second, and I was was talking to George Hermosa, who does the uh, WWE pay-per-view after shows and after 83 weeks after show, and uh, he, uh, we're talking, I was like, oh, wait. This is this is a dark order commercial, you know. And, Good to know you're paying attention yeah. at all times. Yeah, but it was just so like these these dark order commer- videos are so well done. Sometimes it doesn't feel like it translates in the ring, though. Are we should we expect more from the dark order, or what, what do you guys feel with, with them at this point? I'm zero percent invested. Wow. Oh, this whole BDSM stuff. Yeah. Is just not, I, I don't know. care. I don't know yeah. why the dark order has never won me over. What about I know you, they Anissa? won you over, but well, I am a member of the Dark Order. <laughs> I am a and the Inner Circle and the Inner Circle and Imperium and everyone else. But NWO first. But um, Anissa, how do you feel about the Dark Order? Should we expect more from them? Like these videos, feel like we're supposed to expect them to be a really big deal, but then in the ring, it seems like they're trying to recruit. It doesn't work. Like where... it's tough to recruit them. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care about the Dark Order. I care about I, the I, Dark I, Order. I care about Damn it! Yes. Someone needs to care here. <laughs> I care. I, they're good. They're unique. They're unlike anything in wrestling you've seen. For I think the last thing yeah. comparable would be the Ministry back in the nineties. Something was along. a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. I like it. It's it's different, right? It's freaky, creepy, you kind of cool. One way or the yeah, other. some way you either right. like it, hate it, or but you have an opinion about it, right? So they're yes. doing things, and these vignettes is what sells them, right? In a lot of ways, sometimes it doesn't translate to the ring. Like we always talked about Bray Wyatt's, you know, vignettes being so much better than what you can expect in a ring. You can't yes. have it all sometimes, right? When you have a right. particular character or storyline or an angle, sometimes it's better with vignettes. And if that's selling them, that's fine with me. They don't have to be perfect in a ring or get over completely because if they're getting over one way, that's good enough. That it's better than some people not getting over at all. But it's only 50-50. You know, half of the audience, they're not selling. Well, that, me and Anissa you know what's don't the best, care. Worst reaction? <laughs> no reaction, okay? Which is that's, exactly what they're getting from me and Anissa. So how do you, you know that they're selling? You guys don't understand the Dark Order. How do you know that order? they're okay. winning them over? Listen, join the Dark Order. Like you'll, you'll see. Just go to joindarkorder.com. Yes. You will find out they have yeah. a ton of benefits. Well, it looks like you guys drank the Kool-Aid. But <laughs> I don't know. I came out of the Dark Order. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, say that they're fully winning the crowd over. They... And well, at least they're trying. That's the thing. You got to try and do something different. I, no one can say that they're not different or unique than anything else we're seeing in wrestling in general. They yeah. are. They are in I that agree. sense. So that is one thing at least you can put to them, which is saying something that they're doing something or trying something different and new. This is becoming a guys versus girls episode. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, speaking, your permanent member. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of um, versus, we had an eight-man tag team match. You know it's the oh, sing along with me. Coming to get it on. Yeah, Teddy Long. Teddy Long transfers over to AEW. I didn't the, know for the tag team thing. <laughs> Seems like the same uh, show I've been on. We have Butcher Blade and the Lucha Brothers teaming up. I call them Lucha Kitchen uh, <laughs> against the uh, Young Bucks and the uh, Cowboy Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, the Omega Cowboys. Um, this was a mess. It was an eight-man tag. Of course it was a mess. But it was still a lot of fun. It was actually a lot of development. Just overall thoughts on the match in general, uh, Anissa. What did you think? I thought this was a decent match. Something, um, again, that we've seen but not seen before. Um, I really hope that... I'm a big fan of Allie, so I hope we get to see her interact more. You mean the bunny? The, the bunny. Allie. 
Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't. Who's Allie? I know bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I just hope that she gets involved more in these since she's with them because she is a talented women's wrestler. And I what about the match? What do you think about the match? The competitors in it. Who I'm do you like and who do you over don't like? A woman right now. She's over it. Right. She's the bunny. She's the bunny. She's over. Are you, but they are you didn't a big fan even, of the bunny? No, but I noticed they didn't even announce her. You know, like, they're supposed to be the Butcher of the Blade and the bunny. If you notice, going into this match, they just said the Butcher and the Blade. And then someone, I, I don't know if it was JR or Tony or whoever, but someone was like, uh, and the bunny. Like, they were like, Everyone uh, loves uh, rabbits. Don't forget. <laughs> I love rabbits. You're a big rabbit fan, yeah, I am. you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially this bunny. Yeah. Uh, but here's She's the thing. Married, sorry. Okay, that's fine. Uh, there's other bunnies out there. Uh, what about the tag team of Hangman, Hangman and Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega? That is, when you look at it a couple months ago, you never thought these two would ever be in a tag team. You know, it's just oh, weird yeah. to even yeah. say it together. Right. Has this Does this mean that they have kind of fallen back in a pecking order, really? If they have to team or there's no ideas for them right now to just get them through? Because all these other guys are established tag teams we're working with. We're, we're working with legitimate real tag teams. Right. The Lucha Bros and obviously the Young Bucks. and But they're just kind of the, the scrapped up of you singles guys that have been put in a tag team. Either they should be dominating when you look at their singles careers because they're Probably, if you judge them individually, they're they're ranked higher than anyone right. else as a tag team. But what does this mean for them? I actually think this has been a good rebirth for them. Because I think they came in to AEW with a lot of expectations. They mm-hmm. weren't really living up to them. This isn't like the world title scene, which is where they probably deserve to be. But I find them so entertaining together. With Hangman's going through this yeah, drinking too much thing and... Uh, Kenny Omega, the guy, like trying to be like, no, we're still cool. He just drank too much, and it's like become a fun thing. Kind of, it reminds me a bit of if you watch Raw, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. who are supposed to be bigger names than tag teaming, but when they're together, they're so entertaining. It's great. Yeah, common cause, yeah. right? How do you fe- how do you feel about these two, Jessica? Yeah, I I agree with what you're saying. I I feel like especially like Hangman, there was a while in the beginning where it was just like. L after L after L that it kind of like got hard (laughs) to root for almost. Right. And Kenny, I feel like kind of just fell off. Like there was just a couple weeks where we didn't even see him. So I feel like they both kind of lost some steam. And yeah, I feel like now they're, they're getting some shine. They're racking up some wins and, but is that going to help him? storyline a bit. Is that going to help him long term? Is that going to get him to that place they were supposed to be? Is that going to bring Kenny Omega to the top of the food chain where but he was supposed to be? maybe that's not what they want. They Listen, all those nerds out there all over, especially in Japan and China, they were saying how much they, they love. Kenny Omega was the second coming of Steve Austin, right? In a lot of ways. He was the guy. And for him to be at this point right now, not viewed, he should have been... Literally the top guy in AEW or any company. So if he if that's going to help him get to that point, cool. But that was the hype with him. So we should, we should say too uh, to to put you over, Jim. You were actually at All Out. In I was Chicago. in Chicago. So yeah, you, yeah, you got to feel the energy when he came. It was out crazy and, and be a part of all that live and. Uh, yeah, and I like I said, and people I think, are over. You see, that was the fresh Kenny Omega. It was the first time we got to see him outside of the Indies, but, or you know, that was on a big stage, and people were still over him. It was just shocking to see him take a loss at a, at a place like All Out, right? When when you expect him to win, especially he was supposed to go against Moxley, but he got Pac. But 
I just haven't seen the Kenny Omega that everyone's been touting for years. Where's that guy? Anissa, well, he's an indie king, right? I mean, what happened to Kenny Omega, Japan version, that everyone wanted to see him? The Bullet Club happened. Anissa, I want you to... That's all he is, is, the Bullet Club? This is... You, I want to hear you defend Kenny Omega. I really can at this point because I don't. I just don't get what they're doing with him. I feel that right now he's not doing too much because you have to realize he's been doing this for a long time. His body, you know, you have to reflect on his body, and he's probably thinking about about his body more. That's a problem. If you're on national television, you gave your body to Japan when no one saw you. People well, saw him. People saw him in Japan. Yeah, right? you know that other uh, side of the world, but. but- I saw him when I in Japan. Well, I didn't go to Japan, but I stayed up. I didn't look for I those am. tapes or those footage online. That's for sure. Because you don't watch indie wrestling. That's right. That's the so, issue. But, but we watch New TNT. Japan. I wouldn't call. Okay. I wouldn't call indie wrestling New Japan. It's just I would say it's from another country. But um, well, so I want to. It's a quick comment on this. I feel more that you, in order to understand Kenny Omega and uh, Cowboy Hangman Page with their gimmick, it feels like more of that situation is on being the elite on YouTube and I feel we're missing a lot more on TV because they're putting more of it on being the elite because you have to remember a lot of people don't watch being the elite and a lot of people you know vice versa so I feel like AEW needs to really think about what's best to put on being the elite to make the audience more captivated to watch it. That's fair. That's a good point. Because TNT is what matters. Okay, that's what pays the bills at the end of the day. That's where majority of your audience is. You know, not the hardcore diehards will go watch online, you know, the content. But they got to bring their best stuff to TV. If you're not bringing your A game, I don't want a good practice player, okay? I want the guy that plays in a playoff game and and comes through. Just like with uh, being the elite this past week, you know, there was a Dark Order mask in Chris, Christopher Daniels' uh, bag, and SCU was, like, confused. Right. And then we see Christopher Daniels comes out, try to go face off the Dark Order. Do people know that? No, because people are not watching Being the Elite. Speaking of things that people are watching, we have to move on. Sorry to, no, no, to no, cut no, you no, off. You're um, watching this right but, now. <laughs> We uh, there was a, I do want to touch quickly on the post match interview with Omega. He uh, Pat called him out and he said, "You don't care about Nakazawa because I've been beating him up and you're not agreeing to another match." Then he implied he was going to beat up Riho. Kenny Omega agreed to the match, but before Pack left, Nyla Rose came out and power bombed her through a table. It looks like they're going to have a match for the title down the line. Do we want to see Nyla Rose take the title off of Riho? Yes. I'm down. Sure. About yes. damn time. I mean, she she won the first ever uh, Rumble match, right, that they had. It, it right. Was it um, a double or nothing, right? You would think that was the, the sign that that would skyrocket her and she'd win the first women's title, which she hasn't to date. That's a problem. If that's who you're banking on from the beginning to be the big star of your women's division, the most fearsome, the most feared competitor and she's still months like we're already in 2020 we're months into that and she still hasn't gotten the title it's now or nothing you better put that damn strap on her or else she's a lost cause then she's forgotten then she's almost a secondary act i think it also frees up the women's division because right now riho for one reason or the other i don't know the reasoning but riho hasn't been on tv very often and it really stunts the division when you can't have a champion on regularly i think it's because she has a deal with like uh all the women's Japan, right? So there's something. Well, drop that. There's some. There's some kind of 
issue the why she's not on TV very often. I think that slows things down. Um, but we have so we have Nyla Rose. She looks like she's coming forward as mm-hmm. the next big threat. But we saw another women's match today that I thought was really interesting. Uh, Yuka Sakazaki. Sorry, Yuka Sakazaki. Good enough. Um, beat Britt Baker. I apologize on the getting the name wrong, but uh, beat Britt Baker. Um, I was surprised Britt Baker lost here. She's doing a new. She's a new villainous character. Uh, obviously, someone who's on the runway all the time. Jessica, how do you feel about Britt Baker and her continued descent into villainhood? I just think she's super inconsistent. Like, as a wrestler and as a character, like, you just never know what you're going to get from her. Either she totally kills it and she's great or she fails. And sometimes she's evil. Sometimes she's this, like, genius dentist. The only thing she consistently does right is her outfits. Yes. That's (laughs) all I can give her. She's consistently fashionable. She nailed... And has great hair. She does nail that every single time. She knocked out a tooth, though, from poor Yuka. Anissa, how did you feel seeing that? Of course it was a tooth, by the way. I know that's... It it was one of those things... I thought it was kind of campy, but I also liked it. You know, for some reason. I thought it was was fun. Do we think we're going to see... Actually, Anissa, let me let, again ask you. Sure. Did you like seeing this match? Do you like seeing uh, Yuka competing again? Do you want to see more of her? Yeah. Um, with Brooke Baker, I like the way they're going with her. I do feel that she needs a little more practice on cutting promos as a heel. Um, but I do like this whole uh, heel gimmick vibe I'm getting from her because she can use the dentist, as her being a dentist, as an advantage as a heel. She come out and bring some two pliers or something and ready to be like 1950s working on dentistry (laughs) this is dr red baker okay right but i mean you know yeah but she's top of it and like yank them out no she is top of the line equipment okay i'm going there for teeth cleaning soon and whenever i'm in orlando (laughs) this woman's doing it all okay she's got a real job on that rico somewhere in japan or wherever she is she's consistently showing up she's trying new angles yes, she's trying like that. look at this yeah there you go this is we see Britt baker coming out with this to the ring see that would be fun Listen, that would be fun that i would be, like this that. isn't a zombie movie is this uh, rico in the background i don't know if i i would probably laugh if i Listen, saw Britt baker dr Britt. well that's Brit exaggerated but they could i i get what you're yeah. saying she needs to bring some mouthwash with her a bottle of mouthwash and bring some new equipment from her office listen that going to sell her completely as a doctor. I want a doctor gimmick with her. I want a dentist doctor gimmick with her. A, a, a heel one. So you want her to continue the Yeah, bring some dentistry. floss and just like just floss someone point. after she pins them, kicks them in the face. So you and Anissa agree? Kind of. I think we're on the same page. Here. I don't want to admit gonna, to it, but I wanna, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted that moment to happen, guys. It happened yeah. here live on TV. Uh, but Lisa's as mentioned, happy about it. As mentioned, Britt Baker always looking good in the runway, and that means it's as good as time as any for one of our favorite parts of the show, and that is the runway with Jessica Ooh. O'Connor. Oh damn! Okay. Uh 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 uh. Ooh. Welcome, Jim, to your first run. I would have danced on front there. Yo, wait, wait. Oh. 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 (laughs) And that's when they cut the music. Oh. Well, guys. 
Tonight's all about dynamic duos. It's love month. I don't know. I'm feeling the love for other people, not myself. <laughs> anyway, for yourself. <laughs> we have uh, Kip Sabian. I love this photo so much. And thank you, AEW, for finally posting some still photos on your Instagram right after the show. It means so much to me. It makes me feel like maybe you heard my complaint on the show. I don't know. <laughs> but. Did. Uh, it's noted, and I see you, and I thank you. Look at this picture. I mean, he just looks like a badass, doesn't he? That's a great photo. Yeah, that's, that's a good a, pose. Like yeah, that, yeah. That's going to be framed in his house one day. For people on <laughs> iTunes, he's leaning back with his arm in the air. Dude, Go on his Instagram. I'm pretty sure he reposted it himself, but he just looks so freaking cool. I don't know, yeah. right? Yeah. Kip Sabian, I think, is one of the cool. Like, I think he's very cool, and he's going to have a very good career. Yeah, he's got potential for sure. He's and got charisma, right? He's another swag, super so. young guy, too, I think. There yeah, look at him. He just looks great. And you know what? He's got a good girl to match. I didn't have another great photo of her, but this hey. was, you know, her essence. This was her vibe. She had, you know, this all black, black sunglasses, beach blonde hair. She's just like... Is that you, Jessica? <laughs> You're describing yourself. Hey, guys, it's She me. looks yeah. amazing, don't you think? Yeah, um, Jessica Cutter. <laughs> Um, she's yeah, ba- starting to get it. Yeah, this is why Guys, you Guys, come on. Yeah. No, but she, I don't know. Like, I like that she's tough, but she's also, like, feminine. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think she's cool. I'm a big fan of Penelope Ford as well. She had a, a she was in a tag match on AEW Dark. It was an intergender match with her and uh, Kip against Kenny Omega and Riho. And it was interesting. It wasn't one of the standard... Guys fight the guys, girls fight the girls, but the guys fought the girls and the girls fought the guys as well. And I thought it played out pretty interesting. 2020, match. man. 2020, anything can happen. Anything can happen. And uh, speaking of Kip Sabian... Put them in a dark order. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Kip Sabian, they had a... Real quick, we had a uh, match between him and Joey Janela. One that they've been building to for months over Penelope Ford. And uh, Kip Sabian got the win here. Is this the end of this feud? Do we want to see them move on? How do you guys feel about Joey Janela versus Kip Sabian? Kip Sabian get, getting the win here. I feel we need more storyline on TV. Um, but we see a lot of it on Twitter. I, I don't see that. <laughs> I mean, you're probably not following them. I'm not. Exactly. But it's not it, on Twitter. I'm watching I, the television show. That's where saying, it needs to though, be. Especially for these kind of storylines. Yeah. They're really they don't do any background on TV. It's just straight to the match. There is a bit of you have to do some leg work yourself. Yeah. With yeah. AEW, where you have to because mm-hmm. they didn't really build up a whole. I mean, they mentioned it, but the. The Joey Janela and Penelope Ford used to date, and now she's dating Kip. It's basically Lana Lash. Oh, God, I love this. Sign uh, me up for so, this. Yes. So, yeah, it's um, it's basically that that kind of thing. But it looks like Kip got the win. My favorite part of the night was uh, Joey Janela saying, kick me in the back, and Kip Sabian backing up and then just putting him in a sleeper hold. It was a wow. funny, uh, funny little move there. Um, and as with lots of funny little moves, we're going to – funnily move this right along to our newest segment of the night. That's right, it is Dynamite Highlight with oh. Anissa Barr. Woo-hoo! I thought you were going King's Court. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, something explodes. Alright guys, um, thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, the highlight um, person of the week is my favorite person, Orange mm. Cassidy. Uh, Orange Cassidy has been in the game since 2009. Uh, he hasn't really given his... He d- never really did this gimmick before in the beginning, but 
From what I read online, because I did some research, it's more so from Drive that Ryan Gosling did in a mm. movie. So it mm. makes a lot of sense why I always called him the Ryan Gosling of pro wrestling. I told him that one time. I thought it was because he was dreaming. Oh, this whole look was, yeah. is Ryan Gosling inspired? Okay. So, uh, allegedly. And I could see it. I kind of mentioned it to him one time, and he got a kick out of it. But let's talk about him um, a little bit his more. His far away from Ryan Gosling's um, <laughs> He trained by Chris Hero, of course, as we know as Cassius Ono in NXT. Uh, he debuted in 2004, and he's known as appearing in Beyond Wrestling, PWG, local wrestling shows and of course got signed by AEW one parts of my favorite gimmick is get him an orange juice with no pulp because that pumps him up and that's it that awesome. is my, whatever she said that yeah. is my highlight of <laughs> something about Cassius Ono I got lost right there already man he's actually going up against Minoru Suzuki soon so that should be a good battle. why wouldn't they put him in an orange like suit or something that'd be cool too that's like early 90s. <laughs> yes, like. that's what I mean. Hands in pockets, orange yeah. suits. Sometimes just change it up. And then uh, also, sorry, uh, one more thing. Also, he was a member of the Gentleman Club with Chuck Taylor and Drew Gulak. Oh, oh cool. I thought a different Gentleman's Club. Uh, <laughs> Glad we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah well, we need to clear these things <laughs> up here. He just great, throw it out there. He had a great spot tonight during SCU versus the Best Friends when everyone was knocked out on the, at ringside. You know the match. Sing along. <laughs> Coming to get it on. So, uh, where everyone was laid out at ringside, and he just laid down next to them in a very Orange Cassidy way. I think he gets such a big reaction. I think we might see him as a major player in the future. Of course. Do you think he can keep this up forever, though? Yeah. The gimmick? or yeah, keep, the gimmick. I mean, it'll, it'll need to evolve at some point. That's what I'm saying. Totally. But, but right now, it's it's super. It, it works. It, yeah. People love it. But yeah, I think just eventually he's going to need to move to the next thing. But can he get there? Like, size-wise. You know, I'm big on size and appearance yeah. and all. Like, can he really stand a chance with a guy like a Jericho or, you know, Moxley? Like, because it make it believable. He, he wrestled John Moxley not too long ago. But is it believable, like, on a main stage and a main feud, it, it Not is, a one-off. It is different uh, on different stages. But I don't mm-hmm. know if there's anyone... The biggest people in AEW are Luchasaurus and uh, Jake Hager, I think, and they're six six, yeah, which is like Randy Orton size, right? Um, so I don't know if his size is that big of an issue in AEW, but Fair. We, we could, you know, we it's, it's a land it, of opportunity. It's right? interesting when you see people standing together though in the ring; it, it changes how you view certain people. Yeah, though. so. Um, He's got the persona, right? He's got the cool persona about him. He's got a it factor where people are gravitated to, so that helps him. Um, yeah, and so we also had uh, quickly we had uh, Ortiz lose to John Moxley in the very very beginning. <laughs> My favorite part of this was at the end. Uh, John Moxley held up the car key that he was given, and he took out o- uh, Ortiz's eye and said eye for an eye, which I thought was good long-term storytelling with the yeah. whole getting the car, getting the key, the eye injury. Yeah, they and never then, really, like, tied that up yeah, until so today. They kind of kept things going, and so next week we're getting Santana, who had his eye poked, versus Moxley, who's had his eye poked. I have a feeling one of them's not going to be able to see too well. Is it, like, the week. same side? 
That would be interesting. Or if it's off, I don't know, which would be harder. I just hope they, like, try to punch each other, but they have no depth perception, so they're, like, all the way across the Like, right. what if they're both on the right? You know, <laughs> that, that would be tough. Long-term booking, Can Johnny Depp is a pirate comes out. That's <laughs> this is where it's going, okay? That's the flagship. That's a different show. Oh. That's the, uh, that's, as Evan would say, that's the flagship. Uh, so, we're running low on time. That means no, it's not. the, uh... The final segment of the show, and we call it... Elite of the Week. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As always, we start at number five and work our way down. And starting at number five is the boss man himself, Cody Rhodes. He took a whipping tonight, but it was one of the most intense segments of the night. And I think he still comes out looking like a star. Looks like his wife's back at his side, and it's not what you know, it's who you know. And everyone came out to support him. I thought it was a good showing for the boss man. Coming in at number four... She is the native beast. Looks like she is the number one contender to the women's title. She just crushed Riho, and very few people have been able to do that. She licked her hand. She said, you're marked. Riho, I would run for the hills if I was you. Number three, we got Kip Sabian. He was an honorable mention last week, but this week he is legit on the list because he took out his nemesis Joey Janela and I see big big things for super bad himself number two hangman Adam Page that's right I'm just putting him in there he is so entertaining right now if you take his beer away a bigger beer shows up he does what he wants when he wants and how he wants and if you have a problem with that you got a buckshot lariat coming your way, mister. And number one, yes. MJF. He took 20 minutes to deal out 10 lashings because that's how he does his thing. He runs this show. He does whatever he wants. He's number one as he should be. I cannot believe you didn't include of the week. Chris Jericho. That must be a first. A little bit of the bubble. <laughs> like, he didn't even make top five. He's been your number one for, like, ever. Yeah. Jericho had a tough week this week. I'm, wow. He he had a tough week. I mean. This is music to my ears wow. to hear you. Listen, these lists, as mentioned, there's spreadsheets. There's, there's tack <laughs> boards with yarn connecting different things. There's Metrics. lots of data. I've literally got seven people with a hundred filing cabinets filled with information on the third floor of the Popcorn Talk Network Tower <laughs> where they work diligently. Running the numbers, yeah. You, that's we, why you don't shut yeah. your raw, right? Is yeah, this the that's, reason? That's why. Man. I was, uh, yeah, I wasn't on raw because I was stooped over a desk just looking through all the notes. And that's what they came up with. No that, Jericho. That's what they came up with. I mean, okay. it was hard, but... It's just shocking, Jack. That's like me You've not changed. putting. That's like me not putting <laughs> yeah. Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose in my King's Court. Okay, yeah. this is major news. You know, it's major. It's, it's growth. I like to call it. You know, I'm, I'm not growing myself. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Jim, I asked this to yeah. everyone. I haven't asked you yet. Mm-hmm. Are you Team Inner Circle or are you Team Loser? I'm never a Team Loser. Yes. Always an inner circle. Another man. inner circle member yeah, joined. No, well, loser, when you yeah. word it like that, <laughs> Jack. I don't know how else you'd Thanks word it. Thanks for setting me up properly. Yeah. <laughs> so that means you build soldier souls. Well, 
Hey, guys, whatever it takes. Guys versus girls this episode, I guess. Whatever it takes, I man. I rented it Do out. the job. You rented it out. <laughs> We're an inner circle. I know what's yeah. up. So, uh... So yeah, lots of lots of fun stuff this episode and lots more to come. So we're about ready to wrap it up. No. But before we go, Jim, all the way on the end, how can everyone find you? What's up, nerds and marks? I'm back. I'm all over your screens. I'm on every show. You can follow me if you want more of me. I know you do. At the Jim Alexander, all social media. Real Talker is a place to be. R E E L Talker dot com. I'll be around. And Jessica, where can they find you? You can follow me on Twitter at J O'Connor with three N's and on Instagram at Jessica O'Connor underscore. And Anissa Barr. You can follow me on all social media at Anissa Barr. Also follow me on my social media because Bar Wrestling's having a big tribute for Kobe Bryant as well as PWG. They're having mm. a tribute for Kobe. They actually named their show Kobe Bryant. So uh, tune in to my social media and that's Amazing. it. And Josh in the booth. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at J-O-A-L-3-2-3. Oh, I need to see those TikToks. Yes. <laughs> awesome. And you can find me. I'm Jack Farmer at Real Jack Farmer across all social media as well as on the WWE Raw After Show every Monday at 9 p.m. Pacific with Jim Alexander Man. as well as the AEW social media scam. It airs every Wednesday night. I'm going to go record it right now. Make sure to check that out as well. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, do your best and be yourself. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 